Welcome to AOA Gaming, episode 43, as it is the summertime and we're all just glassing, just chilling, relaxing. Today I'm here with one of my great friends, Jordan Simpson, he's back guys, how you doing? Rowing the Nintendo boat still. <laughs> Rowing the Nintendo boat. We're on the cell shocks of E3 and as this last week. Two of the hottest games of the summer came out, Octopath Traveler and Captain Toad Treasure Tracker, which was originally released on the Wii U, but now it's back. So, what have you been playing? Uh, if I'm not playing Monster Hunter right now, getting ready for Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate, which will be a great addition to the year for Monster Hunter fans, new and old. Uh, Octopath Traveler, because it has been taking everybody's time. This it has. I think about a week ago, I was telling you, like, bro, you need to go ahead and grab this game. You didn't want to believe me. I don't know why. I didn't want to touch <laughs> it at first, and then I touched the game. Yeah, as you know, yeah. what we do here at Able Gaming, we look at games and how it can be influential to the gaming community and also towards individuals. Because right now, my niece is sitting right here, and she's a new gamer. Oh, uh, how you doing? I'm good. Enjoying that, Mario? Yes. <laughs> good, good. She's struggling a little bit, but you know, Super Mario Odyssey is gonna be fast. Wait until you get to New Donk City, and you're gonna be awesome. <laughs> you're gonna be like, wow, ain't that right? But with that being said, let's talk about Octopath Traveler so far. I think what's awesome about the game is the fact that that demo happened, where you can get that three hours of playtime and get speed run if you wanted to. Get everything that happened. Which is good for some people that don't have much time, like you or me, you and I, because we have other things like work, other video games we can get attend to, backlog of games, things like that. So to enjoy something like that, to go, like, all right, I'm ready. It feels like a breath taker just going straight in, or like you, you, you just went straight in anyways. How do you feel about the game so far? Uh, on touching base on the demo, I feel like demos like that one are wonderful in the sense that they give a player a chance to experience the game. And on the other hand, all the work that you're going to put into it isn't for, you know, it's not for naught. You get to actually carry it over. The game is surprising and nostalgic because most of the people that I know that look at games only look at it for visual sakes. Yes. And it's very much retro. And that's the approach they wanted to go with it. It has the same feel as something you would play back in the old school days. Though it's got better storytelling than games with 4K graphics. Mm -hmm. Because yeah. you have eight main stories that all kind of can or just they don't have to interlock. The battle mm -hmm. system's fun. Find the cats. Yes. Like if, if you've seen those cats. There like, are cats in this game. There's cats. You, from you should them, you check, check it out. Well, as we're sitting here, you can see the visualization. If you're... If you uh, start with the merchant girl, who most people might not, but yeah. Teresa is actually pretty good. She can take money from her enemies, and if you find... An, if you encounter one of those cats holding a bag, and you can actually steal from it, it gives you 6,000 money. Okay, yeah. Yeah, really so starting off the game, you just successfully steal from one. Now you're $6,000 richer. Yeah, I'll take that. Now give me another cat. <laughs> yeah, because, like, some weapons in this game really cost, like, 20000 So to go ahead and, like, you're at the beginning level, you get 7000 off a rip. Okay. Why not go ahead and use it? So it's like you're not really cheating the game, but you're pretty much meta in the game, like, playing to the purpose, wouldn't you say so? And, like, this game is, like... I remember when it was first announced. It was like, oh, okay, this looks visually different. So, let's say you're of the younger side of the generation. So, have you seen the SNES, like Super Nintendo? No. Have you seen the Have you seen the NES? No. Okay. Think of what Jordan, me being like seven or eight years old. Think about graphics. For video games. She's I know it's funny. <laughs> you're like, you're quick. Funny. You're like laughing. Now think of that. Now look at this game. <laughs> what do you think of it when you first look at it? It's like digital. Okay, go ahead. Uh, digital. Digital? Yeah. So do you see how the 16-bit it is? It's not really high quality in terms of graphics. 
Do you that, see that if she gets hooked to this game, you're going to lose your switch? I know, right? <laughs> <And there's a laughs> I don't think so. But <laughs> we got to let her. We got to ease her in. That's why I'm starting off with Mario. Then you, and then you hand her off to Path Traveler. <laughs> I think when you're at work next week, she's going to beat this game before you. I doubt that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doubting underdog here. I'm not doubting the underdog, but like getting her in the video game is awesome. Like, is one of the things I said when I entered the relationship with Caitlin. It's like, like, video games are so big part of our life. Why not go ahead and have them play if they've never played it? And it's like the way we bond over stuff, too. Like, I don't think there's been, like, a down in my mind, like, where I could just call you out outside of video games. Like I did last week, like, hey, are you doing okay? <laughs> I know you probably needed that. <laughs> You're like, I'm trying to wake up, but <laughs> seriously, though. Um, but you see what we're talking about, like... That's what we played growing up. Not this game, but like that same style. And that's what people are raving about. Yeah. It just went somewhere. You're fighting enemies now. Like that. I don't want to fight people. <laughs> we didn't need you to fight anything. We just need to show you how the, what the game was like, like silly. But where do you, you said news was that Square actually ran out of physical copies. Yeah, they're apologizing to the fans right now. I say give them another day or two and they'll have more. Because they didn't think it'd be this big? No. You can't You can't anticipate You know how well a game is going to do. Really? That's a lot. No. GTA. GTA is GTA and there's like four-year-olds that are fans of that game for some reason. Fortnite. Nobody expected 20 million downloads in the first day. Oh, for Nintendo Switch, yeah. 20 million. 20 million, the first day that it was able to do it. Like, and it's free. And it's free. However, every last person that didn't have a Battle Pass probably bought a Battle Pass. Uh, now, how do you feel about that? How do you feel about Crossplay right now? Because that's a big talk right now. I like it. Uh, I feel like Sony's making a lot of mistakes. That's why I don't really look at their product line, because... You've got the consumers, not your pride to think about. And although they wanted to do cross-play when the networks weren't secure, the networks are more secure now, so you kind of have to let it happen. There's a lot of fans out there that were Sony fans that are selling their PlayStation 4s because the games are no longer just owned by one company, like Kingdom Hearts 3. The copyright's no longer owned just by you know Sony, so Microsoft can pull it. Mm-hmm. Heck, Nintendo can probably pull it. Do you really think the, the Switch has the power to do it, though? What, what we're not remembering is that there's three engines right now. Unreal 4 and Unity being two of them that the Switch uses yeah. to port games. The, the Unity engine, it could take a week. The Unreal, it takes a month, and they can move the game over. And Square could hire in a whole bunch of other people, create a whole new team, and just port over games to the Switch, and they're making money. More money if, as if they just, well, more money than if they just left them on the PlayStation. So it's more beneficial. Yeah, but we sit there and say that, but Sony's stock is still booming, from what I'm saying. And Sony also has a Splinter Group in their music department that actually gives out their games to Microsoft and Nintendo. Oh, really? Sony Music, look it up. Oh my gosh, it's just something to think Not about. all of Sony agrees with Sony. <laughs> so the rest of Sony just needs to accept that everybody wants to play together. <laughs> you won't see Mario on the PlayStation, and you won't see Mario on the Xbox. You she'll see Mar- No, but she'll see Mario on the Switch. Certain games you will see in certain places. Like, you won't see Nathan Drake outside of PlayStation. Yeah, you won't see Master Chief. War, you won't see Master Chief off the Xbox. That's fine. But what you'll see is the multiplayer games. That's what matters the most. Yeah, those third-party companies such as, like, NBA 2K, FIFA. And see, an argument can be made, well, what, you know, multiplayer games like Halo, they should go over. No. Leave the exclusives like those alone. Those created the foundation for what is. Just like Smash won't carry over. You know, you'll get clones of those games. However, games like Fortnite and stuff, let them carry over. Let everybody play. Okay, but how do you feel about Monster Hunter? We've had this conversation, but, like, how do you feel about Monster Hunter being different? Or, like, you saw how we always say, World was meant for PlayStation 4, Xbox. And PC, which is not yes. uh, Monster Hunter World is called Monster Hunter 1 Easy. Yes. It's very, very easy. Like... The hardest thing might, ju- aside from Lunastra, might just be Behemoth, who comes out August 2nd, because they're different. Lunastra actually lovingly had a, a body count that she made up for in her absence within the first week 
or she carded so many players and pros were even saying she was difficult until they worked out strategies to defeat her. Monster Hunter World is simplified. All they did was uh, ease of convenience, you know, quality of life improvements. So that's Team A. Mon Capcom has two Monster Hunter teams. And Team B is in charge of porting over Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate, which comes out August 28th, which you can pre-purchase now. That's uh, not an ad, by the way. Huh? That's not an ad. What do you mean? That's not an ad. Oh, it's not an Yeah, it's not an ad. <laughs> you can pre-purchase the game now on the Switch digitally. Uh, all of your data from Monster Hunter Generations carries over, so if you wanted to play the game right now, even the pros that are had been playing World have stopped to go back and revisit now that we have more information on how it's going to work. And why not sink, you know, however many hours, if you want to sink 100 hours in right now and get ahead of the curve of new fans carrying over from World to try it out, everything you do carries into the next game, so why not, right? Yeah. You're not wasting any of your time. In fact, you're going to be better off for it if you were to do so. Okay. And Nintendo and Capcom digitally, they're really good and generous on sales, so I haven't checked in a while, but the, the game's probably on or about to go on sale. Yeah, it's because it's like... Um Octopus Harvard, like, the same thing. It's like three hours of work, gameplay. Like, you play a demo of three hours of Octopus Harvard, the same game we just showed you. And you're like, okay, cool. What happens next is that all carries over to the actual game. Because so you just continue to play. <laughs> because who likes wasting their time or feeling like their time was wasted by somebody, right? Yeah. So everything you do gets to move up. Right, you see? We're smart like that, right? No? <laughs> you get to try it before you buy it. That way you don't have to waste, you know, $65 if you felt like it was a waste. And everything carries over. And that's called a win-win situation. Uh, the future of Monster Hunter. Monster Hunter World will be continued by Team A. And then Monster uh. Hunter Team B is going to be in charge of the Switch versions. I feel like Monster Hunter World, though, is dying, though. For some it is. There's, Monster Hunter World, there's not enough content. And the painful thing about that is it takes a lot longer to make content for that game than it does for these. So, But you would think they would have all the monsters that they need straight on deck to use, though. No, it, it takes a lot of time and work to make one monster. You're talking like two or three months, I feel like, just to make one successful monster. A lot of people thought, oh yeah, G-Rank is coming out this year. No, it's not. G-Rank won't come till the second game for the consoles. Yeah. I've, I mean, I, I've predicted all of the movements so far, so I'm pretty confident that I'm not going to be wrong that you won't see a G-Rank on console until either 2019 or Monster Hunter World 2 has some people are looking forward to. I wouldn't waste my time because we should might as well just move to the PS5, Xbox 2 or whatever or just be like everybody, just get a Nintendo Switch and just call it a day. Get a Nintendo Switch, go play Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate. Uh, there's going to be more monsters added in the future because there's now becoming more and more people that want to, you know, the fan base has grown. They want to see what was. And with the monsters that are in Generations Ultimate, the thing is, they're all sprites already, so they can just pull them from the old games, if not already have, and then just throw them in a new title. And the DLC is free. And one cool thing that a lot of players, if you are just super biased towards world and you don't want to try Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate, Say you like a type of armor, how it looks, but it's crap, right? Because it just has no skills. You get a set of armor that has really good skills for your gameplay, and in Ultimate, it's the first time ever that they've allowed what's called transmogrification. You pay out the items, and it takes the appearance of what you like and melds it over the armor that has the skills you need. So you can dress, it's fan, it's, what, what is it called? Fashion hunting, for the yeah. first time ever. It's successful fashion hunting. You can make your armor look whatever you want it to look like and have the skills that you want to have. So pretty much doing with Destiny 2. You got to pay for it, like actual cash? or No, actual, it's okay. free. There's an item in the game that you take to the smithy and they meld the items together. And then there's a fee that you can use to unmeld the items back. So you can change it anytime. You just have to have the required items. Okay, so pretty much what you're saying is Nintendo's making smart business moves with shit on all the time. People shit on them, but they're not to be trifled with if that makes a lot of sense yeah it's because like you always say they have two million dollars 12, 12, 12, 12 billion dollars in stock and bond they're fine yeah so let's talk a little bit about e3 which was your favorite of the show which was let's start did you care for bethesda they're bethesda bethesda's bethesda great you know what you're gonna get you know what you're gonna get todd howard just go 
Go, go. Be God. Be God. Seriously. No, seriously. He's good. He's like really good. They're gonna do what they're gonna do. <laughs> that's that's how I look at it. Because like they're making like I think he came out and said something that was so so true. Because like we talked about how Nintendo like remakes games and uses the same theme, even though a different story. For him to come out and say, "Look, we keep on putting Skyrim out because you keep buying it. <laughs> if you didn't want to buy it, we would stop making it." It's on everything now. There was even an ad you would laugh at it if you watched it, where they have Skyrim on Siri and on a smart refrigerator. <laughs> yeah, and it's yeah. Key, key and peel? Yeah, key and peel. Yeah. No, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. It's, Look it's, it's, it. <laughs> Look it up. Yeah. What is it? It's called Skyrim uh, for Echo, Amazon Echo, right? It's on Skyrim for Amazon Echo and... Uh, Alexa. Alexa yeah. Skyrim. Yeah, look that one up. <laughs> you, you would literally just laugh your butt off. <laughs> Alexa, yes. Fush I can't understand you. Fush I don't understand. Fush <laughs> Throws everything off the table. Jeez. His wife walks in. What happened? Fush <laughs> it, it, it It's a shout. It pushes everything off the table. Well, is there a shout that picks up it? Picks all the shit up off the floor? <laughs> It's, it's super funny, like, I don't know. So, Bethesda, just Bethesda, they're just going to keep making money. They're going to be the creme of the creme when it comes to making video games. Well, I think part of their gimmick for making video games, and when I call it a gimmick, is they leave the game so unpolished that you find the bugs for them. It's so glitched that you find the bugs in the game for them, and they're like, oh, this is going on? Let's, let's patch it. It's like, guys, you should just pay us to do your work now. <laughs> You watching it? No, what is it? Alexa, Skyrim for Alexa. You know what Skyrim is, don't you? I feel like your dad plays it. R I M. Go back. One word. R I M. And then Alexa. If you're hey. listen to it. There you go. There you go. The Elder Scrolls speak of the past. Yeah, but the future. Listen to that. Skyrim looks to the future to its ultimate version. <laughs> <laughs> We're listening to the Skyrim Alexa version right now. What are you playing right now? Have you got your DS launch on there? Wow. It's like... <laughs> Could you imagine us playing that? <laughs> I think I get in so much trouble. <laughs> it sounds like Dungeons and Dragons the whole time. <laughs> it's just... I can't wait. <laughs> and this is real though, that's the thing. Like it's a real game. <laughs> yeah. No. It is. It's real. It's real. <laughs> that's a real version of the game. Like it's ridiculously stupid. <laughs> I feel like that's something you would play a lot. Is that something you would play? Post <laughs> I eat all the cheese. You know that the uh, CEO came out and said jokingly that he was going to make Skyrim for Tamagotchis, right? Really? Yeah. Tamagotchis, oh my gosh. If those came back, those would be cool. That's Actually, they were bad. Yeah, but that's called the 90s that we shouldn't revisit. No. <laughs> that, well, that only shows how neglectful we can all be when they die from poop in their room. <laughs> if you don't clean up the Tamagotchi's poop, it dies. You could be at work, you could be asleep, it poops. You didn't clean up in time, it dies. 
you're from the 90s. You should know this. Mm-mm. Oh, you're part of the generation. You should know it, though. You don't tell me how she is? No, you don't, do you? <laughs> it's a small little egg thing. Toy. Yeah, I know what yeah. that is. You know what that is? You had one, didn't you? No. <laughs> so funny. But, so Bethesda's Bethesda. The rose back then. Let's start off with Microsoft. Gears is looking good. Halo, I hope, is not open world. That'll kill the series. Uh, aside from that, I didn't pay too much attention to it. Really? You were just looking for those two games? Cyberpunk? That's not more Microsoft exclusive. That's more CD Projekt Red. I'm ready, though. That comes out when? Whenever they say it's ready. 2019. Huh? 2019. You think so? Yep. More excuse to go back and play The Witcher. Really? Yep. You think so? 2019. Why? Because it'll win Game of the Year. It's going to win Game of the Year whenever it comes out. Nope, put it out in 2019. Don't worry about the contest. Just win 2019 and make everybody wait till 2020 to compete. Really, a PS5? No. What? You're not making any sense right now. PS5 won't come out till like 2021. Okay. So we'll worry. We'll worry about Cydia Project Red taking 2019. We'll skip a year, and then you can see new consoles. <laughs> oh, because no one's really going to care because Cydia Project Red's out. Yeah, that's how they. I mean, they take care of their fans though. They gave out 16 DLC packs for free. Downloadable content. Yeah, they're just like, here, have it. For free. Like, you gotta love when companies do that. Because, like, you said you watched Ubisoft, one with your dad, the For Honor. Mm-hmm. So, same, that whole company was just like, when they did the division, like, oh, this is for free. Oh, really? Thank you. Pretty much pay 60 bucks for the game, and all this DLC that normally people charge, like, 30 bucks for, oh, for free just everything for free I think that's a stab at destiny a lot of things are a stab at destiny I don't understand how that game's still going really I mean I understand it's trying that's good they killed off my character oh did you not hear what they did though with Cade no like the latest thing so like the latest uh, expansion Forsaken yeah Forsaken what about it it has its own season pass now. Oh, yeah, I know about that, because that's how they did Destiny 1. Really? Yeah, Destiny, they put up the game, and you buy a season pass for a year, and you get two expansions. And then they're like, we're going to get create a new game that's a new story campaign, and then they're like, we're going to charge you $30 more for two more expansions. And they just do it every year for like four years. <laughs> we're getting a little expensive right now. It's a little less malevolent than Nintendo's Amiibo line. But I can do not when they're Amiibo. Amazon, not when they're Amazon Best Buy exclusive, and they're up for an hour, and you have to pre-purchase them. You got pre-purchase them though. Whole thing. If you, you you have to pre-purchase the entire cost of the Amiibo, and you better hope that you have the ability to do so within the first fifteen minutes. It's online. I remember normally normally watches like it crashes like Amazon. Amazon Prime Day today right now, and everything's been crashing. Like, my best friend Jacob, he was trying to get, like, an air fryer online, like, as soon as it started, and, like, it said the site was down. Just trying to get to an air fryer that went out. Like, went out of stock. It's just ridiculous. I don't understand how these companies are saying how you not have enough supplies in that. It's like Black Friday. But it's just in Christmas. No, I mean, just in July. Yeah. <laughs> it's Black Friday. So you weren't impressed with Microsoft whatsoever. Microsoft and Sony just didn't really try. Devil May Cry? It's like, hey, they're making a new Devil May Cry game. Hey, I really didn't like the fourth or the third. You didn't like the third? Mm. I love the third. Second. I like the second. You're a second guy. You're in a rare <laughs> company, man. <laughs> I'm a rare company. You're, you're in rare territory. It's just weird. But, like, I thought that was good. I thought that when they announced Kingdom Hearts for the Xbox, that was really good. The fact that Xbox has all those companies, all those publishers that said, yeah, we have all these. We're going to make new games. 
they're really trying to become more friend friendly. Which is kind of different from like what they originally started off. Like everything's just like not really caring about gamers whatsoever. Now they're all about gamers, and I wonder why they realize that they screwed up. They realize that they screwed up, and now they're watching Sony screw up. And just... The thing is, though, everyone's does Sony really screw up when they screw up? Yes. Are you sure? Yes. When they're, you know what they offered fans. Fortnite that could not carry over their save data to the Switch. They offered him a 500 V Bucks skin for free. 500 V Bucks in the game, which is free on a PlayStation 4 bundle. I don't understand how any of that's possible because, like, I got a nephew that plays Fortnite like a religion, and like, I tell him, like, I don't know if you should be playing this anymore, really. Well, it's, it's a decking, of course, but. You gotta be able to stimulate and play better games. But I guess, like, if it's like on a Switch, it should be better experience. The Switch is a really good experience for the for Fortnite. Fortnite's more right now in the term bracket of a cultural phenomenon. It's the first of its kind, it's an evolution. You of can't sit there and say that when it's following PUBG, though. And no, 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 cut no. You off. no, no, no. PUBG started it, but then they failed. Okay. PUBG started the Battle Royale situation they tried with vehicles and stuff which takes out part of the stealth the map was pretty large we'll give them that finding gas was a pain in the ass um you just play the same character and you can augment your clothes a little bit if you play way too many matches so it was expensive now fortnite you could build a damn castle if you want you could tear shit down you could really cheap your opponent out of a victory they added stink bombs into the game if your opponent tries to hold up in a, in a base that they built, you can throw stink bombs at them, and then they're going to be trying to carve their way out before it kills them. Three what? stink bombs will kill a person before they get out of that base. Like I said, I have the game downloaded on my Switch and just chilling there, just glassing. The thing oh. that Fortnite did that helped them succeed, first off, was character customization. Even if they have to pay for it, players wanted to look different. The original characters back in Alpha and Beta they're called the no skins you know i was back there in that day playing it the game was glitchy as hell pop g was winning because i had better service okay then they added this it starts picking up more attention then they capitalize on it with the battle pass look how many games are now carrying over a battle pass rocket league picked one up paladins picked one up uh now with that being said that's the million dollar question how has fortnite influenced gaming it's given a new generation and, an, and previous generation something to work for. You pay 10 bucks, and if you never want to try and buy a battle pass again, you pay the $10 one time, and you never spend any of the V-Bucks you earn while getting your level 100 battle pass tiers, you never have to buy a battle pass again, but you keep earning 100 tiers worth of rewards. And that's pleasing to a gamer, a gamer because you're always seeing a reward coming to your way. Yeah, and they changed it in Season 4, and they've changed it again in Season 5. Season 1, they didn't have one. Season 2, you had 70 levels, like Paladins does right now until the 18th, which they'll revise theirs. You would try and get to level 70, you'd get all of your rewards. Then Season 3 happened, you have 100 tiers. If you get all of them, then there's a special challenge at the end. You get to unlock something special. When season three carried to season four, if you had, if you played with a battle pass, they give you five right off the bat for free. And then they give you an additional two as a reward if you complete it, I believe. And on top of that, you get the option if you don't want to try the entire stand of 100 tiers, but they give you this new option where you could pay an additional $15 if you felt like it. And you're already battle pass tier level 32 day one. So you're pretty much telling me it's not really a cash grab. Not the battle pass, but the game's shop is. And people will sit there and camp the shop. Because it has the same allure that League of Legends has. And we'll go with had at this point because it's been dethroned by Fortnite in terms of where everybody's attention has gone to. Uh, that thing is just trolling us. <laughs> fly, guys, fly. It's just like, job done. Uh, League of Legends, one of its biggest cash grabs was you could have skins so if you had a favorite champion that you were really really good with you could make him or her look like whatever you wanted them to look like in the sense that if there was a skin you could buy it and you had to buy it though with real real money 
Fortnite does the same thing. And you never know if and when those skins are coming back, which is how like they let the patches get leaked so you could see this is what's coming out. And then people automatically start thinking, what am I gonna sell, what am I gonna trade in, how am I gonna buy this because I want this and this and this and this. And none of it affects your gameplay at all. It just makes you look different. Now, how, like I said, it gives hope for newer, like, the past games. Black Ops 4, prime example. Is it going to hit or miss? Miss. Black, Call of Duty, Battlefield, games like those that have already happened, they can't survive and thrive. You don't think they can do the Battle Royale thing? No. No, they're going to they're gonna try for too much because those games have too much already that they're trying to go for, and it's just going to fall short. You're going to have glitches, bugs, freezes, lag. They're not testing it now. If you're going to put your game out in quarter three, quarter four, you should have been testing a Battle Royale environment in quarter one. Look at Fortnite. When it was coming out, they used all of 2017's tail end to test this game. Starting in, what, July or August, it just showed up for free. If you own an Xbox or an Xbox One X, you could just download it for free and try it out. And granted, it sucked. I mean, the lag was atrocious. It made you want to throw your controller. Blame it on the cat, the dog, something else. You did break it. You did break it, but you didn't break it. Blame it on the game. Uh, they used that information to fix their servers, figure out what was going on, and they used the player base, because it was free, to patch their game because they would monitor things. That's what you would have to do if you're going for such a, you know, tremendous project like that. And then every season, again, it's still in beta. Like, if you look at all the loading screens, it's beta. They're still testing this game, and it's still growing and evolving. Like, the Battle Pass this season, again, you get all these things that they did this time. However, they listen to player feedback. And there were things in the Battle Pass, like the Omega skins, the Chroma skins, that you could unlock if you were level 80 or above on your player level, not your Battle Pass. Players didn't like that. That means you have to dedicate to that game for that entire season of 10 weeks. Otherwise, you're probably not going to get that. So what do they do? They evolve the Battle Pass again. There's two characters this time, and you have to get 500,000 experience, but it carries over through future seasons. So... You don't have to try and get it all in 10 weeks. All I know is that Fortnite's killing the game. Aoi Gaming actually pre-ordered freaking Black Ops 4. A little story behind that, because I gave it to Tua for it. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go on the Best Buy. I'm going to look for it. I'm going to pre-order Captain Toad. Treasure Tracker. Good game, by the way. Um, but what happened was this guy came up to me and he said, Hey, Perry! Hey, Perry! Did you, you pre-order that Call of Duty Black Ops yet? Did you pre-order? I go, no. He said, oh, you get the private beta if you pre-order. Oh, theoretically, what I'm thinking in my head is like, I'm never going to play this game whatsoever. I'll go ahead and buy the download. I'll probably get the, the beta. And if I don't like it, I'm just going to cancel my pre-order. <laughs> That's how a lot of bigger companies like that have been grabbing customers' attentions is with private beta invites. Star Wars Battlefront did that. Thank God. Yeah, we don't talk about that game. High, high promises, high hopes, all fail. Oh, she's seen Battlefront 2. You have Battlefront 2 at your house. It's trash. Did you not like it? Took over my TV. It took over your TV? For a little bit. Did you play it? No. Oh, man, why didn't you play it? You're a Star Wars fan. Hmm? Yeah. But... Oh no, I just didn't like it. You didn't like the way it looked, yeah. the way it felt, looked too much like Call of Duty. Yeah, it looked like it was more copied, just in Star Wars form. Okay. Good analogy. I like it. So, speaking of which, seeing how the, you're pretty much just sitting in on this conversation, what games would you are you looking forward to play yourself? What's the one that Kate plays? Which one? Detroit? No, the one after. Kingdom Hearts? Yeah. You want to play Kingdom Hearts? Yeah. I'm waiting to play that one. Yeah, shoot. We're trying to get into it. But, like... You've got nine games to play through. Come January 10th. So you'll have a lot of fun with that. 29th, actually. 
1.5 and 2.5 and 2.8 are three games apiece. Yeah. One of each is a cinematic, and then the other two are full games. I'm about to actually start talking about to Caitlin and Danielle about that. I wonder if I should just go ahead and just have you guys watch the movie cutscenes and just... Well, don't watch them out of order. I mean... No, watch them in order, but... Yeah, I mean, you've, if there's two ways to go about it. Either you lay out the timeline for them, that way they know which ones to watch and then which game to play and then which one to watch and which game to play, or do it in release order. No, bro. That would suck. The release order? The release order would go, suck. Go all the way through 1.5, then 2.5, then 2.8, and then January will be here and you get to play 3. Yeah, I mean, because they'll, they'll take about that long. It, you'll be fine, but like, if you like Donald Goofy and stuff like that, you know, like, I think that game has evolved so much. It's no more just about a Disney movie thing. Disney fan? Speaking of Disney, the Louisville Supercon at the end of this year, not an ad, uh, the voice actor from Mickey will be up there. <laughs> Where? Louisville Supercon will be there. Where's that at? It's going to be November 28th through December 2nd. Okay, Louisville Supercon. Where's that? In Louisville, Kentucky? Mm -hmm. Look it up right now. <laughs> See how much tickets are. <laughs> it's $48, I think, right now for the three-day three, week, three -day weekend pass. Okay. And depending on your fandoms, there's a lot of events right now and a lot of guests. They've poached. Poached is what I've been told. And, or, Louisville Supercon. I think we get to go check that out. <laughs> so she's gonna want to go and take a picture with the, the the voice actor for Mickey and get a signed well, autograph. I'm actually going to Disney in October. What's that gotta do with at the end of November though? But what, but if you, he, what if he's not down there? Then you're just gonna have. Well, then I gotta go to this. <laughs> exactly. So, so, me coach. so what it sounds like is October. You're gonna go get the merchandise that you're gonna take to him in December at the beginning of the month to have him sign. Yeah. That'd be a good Christmas present too. Boom. Boom. You didn't hear me say that either. The VIP pass is two hundred dollars. Forty-eight dollars is the weekend pass. That's a meet and greet, drinks, and all sorts of other stuff. It's just for one person, though. Yeah. That's the regular pass. That's $48 for all three days. Dang it. And the twins turn 10 years old after that. Dang. That would be something that we would go do and just chill. Just glass. Three days. And the voice actor again for Mickey is going to be there. And every time I say that, she's smiling. <laughs> I'm over here trying to find, figure out the point system from the Nintendo Switch. You keep on telling me about it. I was like, I wonder how many points I could have used towards Octopath Traveler because I did it digitally. Well, how many GameStop points do you have? That's not an ad either, people. GameStop points? Yeah. Power up rewards. Not an ad. I don't know. Why? Every 11,000 points on GameStop's power up rewards, you can turn into $10 in eShop credit. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Do you have the ad downloaded? Yeah, I have the ad downloaded. See, today's just more of an informational podcast episode. <laughs> Nintendo rules. Smash Brothers is going to be great. Okay, let's go ahead and talk a little about Sony. Then we'll move on to Nintendo. Sony, Sony, you said they showed up too much of The Last of Us. The Last of Us 2 was really gory. That's the end of Sony's press conference right there. <laughs> Whatever. They had Days Gone. It's cool. They have Kingdom Hearts, but that wasn't them. That's Square. Square has Kingdom Hearts, not Sony. No, the thing is, though. The Last of Us 2 was considered the goriest game ever seen or shown in an EP. Ghost of Tsushima. How do you forget about that? Because I didn't pay a whole lot of attention to it's it. It's amazing. Samurai? Samurai Jack. Uh, Samurai Jack and Tsushima. And it looks pretty much like sa Samurai Open World. That's the question I want to ask you. What makes a good open world game? Don't beat it to death like they did Assassin's Creed and we'll be fine. What is a good open world game? Aside from Skyrim and The Witcher. I mean, include those in your... No, I mean Skyrim and The Witcher. It's got what it. makes... No guns. That that ruins an open world game, in my opinion. You you can use magic, you can use bows and arrows, you can use projectiles, just not guns. How are you going to feel about uh, uh, Cyberpunk 2077? I'm going to melee the whole damn game. Can you do that? I'm going to find a way. I found a way to kill dragons in Skyrim with my bare hands. I will find a way to, to melee an entire game with guns. You're serious? Yeah, I'm 100% serious. They thought I wasn't serious. And now you can look on tutorials on YouTube how to fight dragons in Skyrim with your bare hands. 
You're playing a cat. You're playing the Khajiit race. I mean, I made my character look like Tony the Tiger the first time. Hey, Tony. I like the things that you do. Anyways, I don't want to get written up for that. <laughs> Are you having fun? <laughs> okay. You're just like, what have I got myself into? I just want to go to the swimming pool. Man. <sighs> swimming pool's always closed in the summer. Day when you want to go. But, really, Spider Man. I'm just, I think I told you in text messages, that's the only game on that outside of the window, besides maybe Tomb Raider and stuff like that. Uh, Tomb Raider and Dragon Quest Eleven. Sony doesn't have me locked in for anything. A lot of people are talking about Spider-Man. I just hope it's not going to be what we saw when The Force Unleashed 2 came out and everybody was on a hype train for a game that you dropped $65 on and you beat in four hours. Oh no, bro. As open world as that game's gonna be, it's gonna it's have twice a the big size of Sunset Overgrowth. It's gonna have a massive open world and a very short storyline and a lot of side quests. Watch. Watch. You don't, don't even yep. say that. Yep. No, no. Yep. It's no. gonna have like six hours main campaign, just like Skyrim. All these side quests. And people are gonna be like, it looks visually great. Plays great. Story. No. But the problem with it is that with all four games that they show, yeah. and we're going to talk about one thing we can play on. That's the difference between being a gamer and a fan, though, I think. I'm Nintendo bus, but I have everything. I don't, I don't actively play on everything. Microsoft is Halo. The thing is, though, Nintendo has everything right now. Nintendo is gaming right now because they're just getting, watch, like 29 gigabyte micro SDs now, and they're fairly reasonably priced at 100 some odd dollars. Like the I'm gonna have to get it for you. Pay me back later. Isn't that on the? Is that the one on Kickstarter? Yeah. That's the one that's coming out in December. No. It's coming out. I'm getting my copy like in the end of July. What the that Kickstarter end? Can you look it up? What is it? The grip, the Nintendo Switch grip, uh, the satisfied one, the Kickstarter one, the one that I'm getting. You need that <laughs> in your life. I gotta fix my switch first. What's wrong with it? There is a uh, default uh, defect with the switches where they posted it online, talking about the crack. Oh shit! There is yeah, it's, it's a big article right now around the power button of your switch. Some switches will develop a crack. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. That right there. Yeah, see, some switches, 15% of all switches have developed this. And if you send it into Nintendo, yeah, not saying it won't or will, but I'm just saying, like, not dropped or anything, and it just developed a crack. 15% of all owners have this issue. I don't see it, yet, but... And it's uh, $120 to repair. She's like, I need it. <laughs> $20, $30? Yeah. $120. Good God. That's how much Nintendo charges. So I've, I'm going to use other means to repair it. I'm not, no. No. You're not under warranty? Warranty's no. over. Oh. Dang. But Nintendo's good about that stuff, though. $120 still. There's been, Have you already called and asked? There's been a lot of people that already call and ask. It's posted. It's a big news article all over the internet because it's the almost the exact same size crack on 15% of the entire total of population, well, entire total population of Switch owners' consoles. So, I mean, even if you figure it at what? Let's figure it at 20 million. Let's do some math. <laughs> so if you have 20 million, multiply that by, yeah, that's three million Switch owners have that crack on their console. And they're trying to sell an additional 20 million this year just this year and at $120 a piece $360 million in repairs to fix a crack and all you're doing is swapping out a backplate video gaming is expensive as you say and what's crazy is like all the games that we haven't even mentioned Anthem are you ready for it? Anthem looks like Destiny 3.0 but better it's a better Destiny is all Anthem <laughs> Okay, this thing looks good. It's not going to come out anytime soon beyond good and evil. That'll be interesting to see. Okay, that's going to be good, then. But Skull and Bones has the potential. 
Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Stop beating the dead horse, like you said. If they add in mythological monsters, since it is Odyssey, I'd be okay with that. Well, seeing how they do it with Origins, so that would be fun, too. No, I mean, like, I want to go through, you know, the Chronicle of Odysseus, the Odyssey. Oh, I'm saying I did that with the Origins, too. Like, kind of... Yeah, just let us fight, like, some... God, <laughs> or something. Well, and then it's God of War. Like, let us fight mythical monsters or something. I beat God of War. Amazing game. Really something that... I wasn't for sure that my nephew was ready to play yet. <laughs> Just in terms of him being ready. <laughs> it's like I scored it today. Awa Gaming scored it a 5 out of 5. It was worth it. Uh, Monster Hunter World, 4 out of 5. Based off influence, also based off community, not the actual grind, or because the community is dying. I even said that in my review that will be up on it. It's Destiny with swords. Yeah. I gave Mario Tennis Aces. I'm sorry, Nintendo. I gave that a 2 out of 5. A 2 out of 5 because of the story. You don't need me to play it whatsoever. And I don't like that. Like, why even add a story mode to it if you don't need to play it? It's all about the tournaments. Having fun with friends. So that's all I, I gave it that. And it didn't feel like... It was going to influence the generation because it came out in June, good time to come out, but July has Captain Toad, which I was dying to play since the Wii U era, which I have. Toad is my favorite character too, so I'm kind of biased. And I just my traveler. I don't care what anybody says or anybody cares about... They can make a Final Fantasy VI remake, just like that, someone said on IGN. 2018, Final Fantasy XV goes to the Switch. I do not care about Final Fantasy